0: Hey, what's going on guys? Welcome back to the Dreamers Cat Fitness Podcast, or radio show coming to you with an episode that was too good for me not to share uh, as soon as I went through it. Uh, hopefully you're all having an amazing Friday evening. Uh, just wrapping up uh, my workday. Uh, a lot of stuff going on, but I uh, wanted to get this out because uh, it's an email that my man Pat Rigsby had sent over um, called Six Golden Rules, and I'm going to title this Six Golden Rules for Success, and uh, I'm going to kind of take what he chopped to me uh, towards things that apply to business, uh, and obviously I'm going to apply them to everything in your life, and I believe you can do the same whether you're running your own business or not. Uh, in this, Again, you guys, these are golden rules for success, and uh, obviously success is a pretty subjective term, and I'll dive into that in a second on uh, the side note if you're watching me on YouTube or IGTV or if we're posting this I'm in my home office and if my dog goes crazy I apologize right off the bat but she is literally right under my feet right now begging to uh, to hang out with me. So with that said, a reminder our 47 Day transformation is kicking off here in 8 days. It is August the 2nd right now. So if you guys are down with that, you have 8 days to register. We will close it down at that point and we will be rocking and rolling on August the 12th. But you have 8 days from right now. Any questions, please ask. Uh, And we will be kicking off then. So, again, six golden rules for success. And now, like I said, successful is a very subjective term. um, But I think that when you're happy, uh, personally um, and professionally, that's a really good place to start. And to me, again, you guys have heard me say this multiple times. I define success by, you know, getting to do basically what you want, when you want, and how you want to do it. And having the opportunity to pick and choose the people you work with uh, the jobs you do and don't take and kind of dictating your own life and your own schedule now obviously we're all you know for lack of a better term slave to something else uh, because we live in the economical world and we all have to make money and do certain things to you know fund whatever kind of lifestyle we want and people you know will always say you know dreams make the world go round and that's true but money finances the trip in order to take those things so with the basic goal in mind of, of, of being successful being happy, and I think that's the greatest level of success. And on a note unrelated to this whatsoever, there's a lot of people who, from the outside, look like they're successful and they look like they're winning. And I think there's a lot of people out there who are confused about what success is and what happiness is. And the perceived level of success or the perceived level of happiness, where you see someone. On Instagram or Facebook or you drive by their neighborhood and you see their house and their car and their life and and everything looks like sunshine and rainbows and literally they're miserable as fuck inside because they're not winning. They're not happy personally and they're not happy professionally, but yet they're making the money and they have the stuff and they're projecting the image that you see. That's why I don't ever play the comparison game. I have zero fucking interest uh, to compare my life to anybody else's, how my body looks, the car I drive, the money that I make or they make, and how rich they think I am or I'm not. And that's why it's a zero-sum game. You cannot win doing it. So these are the basic rules that I would say – are going to help you live a successful life or help you find success in your life at least the way that I describe it and you might have your own definition and that's fine but obviously uh, I'm an expert on my opinion and this is my podcast and so you're going to get that Uh, so without further delay rule number one be nice to people Uh, you've heard me harp on this a million different ways and and I don't know if there's any other way to slice it While it, it might be the most obvious of all the golden rules um, it's also one that probably gets overlooked the most by people in society. Um, and Zig Ziglar uh, has a saying, you know, you help enough people, get what they want, in turn you get what you want. I'll repeat that again, Zig Ziglar once said, help enough people, get what they want, and in turn, you'll get what you want. It's pretty basic logic to argue with, and the way that I preface it in terms of the business world and life is, if you help enough people, you'll make enough money and even deeper than that if you help enough people and you really give a shit about them You'll make more money than you ever thought you would in your life And at least that has been my experience now Obviously if you need to make you know 10 billion dollars you probably can't be in the service industry you're probably going to have to you know go out and take on a certain level of stress but for the most part if you do good by people they're going to do good by you and the biggest kickback I get when I say things like that you know just be a good person I get these people who message me um, it's very few 99% of you guys are fucking rock stars you're amazing I thank you for the support and the messages you send it really is humbling to me um, and I appreciate it at a level that you'll never understand but I will get people who say, well, Jeremy, I'm a nice person, and people take advantage of me, and they walk all over me in X, Y, and Z, and it's this very you know, victim-like mentality. And I'm not saying that doesn't happen. There's been plenty of people who take advantage of me um, up front, and uh, you know, you live and learn in those scenarios, but I think you know, karma is a real thing, and the more good shit you put onto the world, the more good stuff's going to come back to you. And in the same context, I don't know where I heard this saying first, whether it was like Tony Robbins or um or Gary or Dave or somebody put it out there, you know, being an asshole, you might win, you know, in the first quarter and the second quarter in the third quarter, but being an awesome human always wins the fourth quarter. Being nice always wins the game, the longevity of it. And that's why people who are, you know, scam artists and shady and assholes, they might be able to fool you once up front and they might, you know, be able to to pick up a couple dollars from you or they might be able to pull a fast one on you here. But in the long run those people lose. And the people who have integrity and are nice and are humble and give a shit about others, those people tend to win and they tend to win really fucking big. It's just hard to see up front when you take a couple of losses early on. But I promise you, if you're a nice person, you're going to win. And so tying this into the world that I live in, the more emphasis that we place on helping our athletes and our clients achieve what they want um, and letting them have a better experience, the better that our business becomes. The more we help people in our network and our community the faster our business grows, the bigger reach we have, the more money we make. It sounds pretty simple, but sometimes it's the simplest shit that people overlook and it's always the most powerful stuff. All of my success in life is rooted in the most simplistic things. And beyond, you know, simple business building, have you guys ever met someone that is consistently nice that wasn't happy? I'm I'm pretty sure I haven't and I'm not talking about bullshit fake cheerleader happy I'm talking about the real authentic internal enthusiasm of somebody like myself uh, You know, I tend to be nice to people. I try to, to do by them the best that I can if I know better I'll do better and uh, I'm a pretty fucking happy dude um, regardless of what anybody, you know believes or thinks And on that same note in terms of success and simplicity. I, I have to say this Because you guys see a lot of stuff now, for me, I have been, you know, I guess a, a coach. My first training cert was in 2005. That's almost 15 years ago, and it shocks me to say that because I'm getting old, and uh, it's weird. It just creeps up on you. You don't feel like that. I always feel like I'm a, I'm a 17-year-old kid playing adult, but it's the reality. I've been doing this for 15 years, um, about a decade now, completely on my own, solo of any other job or income other than what I generate. And I know people see a lot of the fancy stuff, that the magazine covers and the men's health things and the sponsorships and the trips and the uh, resorts we get to speak at and do events at with these major corporations. And that stuff's super cool and it's amazing. And I'm not saying it doesn't pay well and I'm not saying it doesn't help support my lifestyle and, and give me a certain amount of juice, but the real success comes from the daily grinding stuff you do not see and hear. Now, podcasting and Instagram and Facebook is literally about 3% of my day. And that's probably hard for a lot of people to believe because it's rooted in actually helping people and coaching them, Um, returning every single Instagram DM, which is. insanely exhausting but I get to it returning every email answering every client question posting every video to our people we work with coaching humans in person taking a 16 year old kid in the middle of the day when I could do 97 other things to make more money and do whatever but it is rooted in the success because I know it's going to help that person and the cascade effect of making that kid not just you know bigger stronger faster but helping them learn how to eat how to train how to sleep how to live their life how to become a better person if I can have any impact on that kid eating better when he's 27 years old or that kid being a great human being when he's 32 because he heard me say something when he was 16 there's power in that and there's legacy in that goes that goes far beyond and it's far more important than me being one of the top, you know, 55 influencers on Instagram via men's health or me being on, you know, the next magazine cover or me getting the next shoe deal or the next supplement deal or whatever the fuck it is the real stuff is the things people don't see and they don't hear, and that's what has the biggest impact. And to me, that's what success is. And I'm grateful for all the, I call it fake famous stuff, because I'm saying the same things you know, to you guys that I said to, to seven people back in the day, now I just say it to a million people. But it's rooted in, in the day-to-day grind of actually helping humans, and that to me is what true success is. Moving on, number two. Be early, and uh, you know, being early allows you to be prepared, to set yourself up for success. Um, there's less stress in being early. There's no rushing involved. And maybe more importantly, it shows that you have respect for other people's time. Or something I heard David Jack tell me a long time ago, we call it honoring other people's time. We don't flake on appointments. We don't show up late. We don't fuck around. We're there. We're prepared. We're set. And I, I could share a funny story about David Jack inside of that, but I'll, I'll it for another podcast. And when he told me that, it, it hit me hard. Um, I do my very best to honor other people's time in in our business, in our life. What we do, we try to be conscious of everybody's time as a collective group. Now, it's hard when you're doing you know group coaching stuff, and when you're trying to do something at 6 a.m. and you know, ninety percent of the people show up at 6.04 a.m. and and we have an understanding in our facility. Hopefully that, that that's cool with everyone. But I try to when I do appointments, I'm always early. And we will say if you're not early, you're late. And it, it's kind of the generational thing. And I I don't know if I've shared this before in the podcast. Uh, I know I've for surely shared it. You know, with other people of, of how time works. And there's certain kinds of people in the world. And, and if you know, don't get offended anybody if, if this is you or if if I call you out individually. But the way I grew up was this. Um, it's generational, and it's sometimes how you were raised. And if an appointment's at five o'clock, and I was a kid, my mom would typically leave the house like five minutes before that, or even maybe leave the house at five o'clock. And that's not a knock against her. That's just I think she's you know a single mom with two kids, and she would go out. And it's like if, if it was at five, she'd leave at four fifty-five, and maybe sometimes we get there by five, or we get there by five o three or five o four, and that was cool with her. My old man, on the other hand. Was very diligent about time. Uh if something was at five o'clock, we would leave the house at four forty five, uh at the latest, so we could get there five to ten minutes early, or we leave at four forty, so we had some lag time in between. He was very precise with time. He never wanted to be late. He was always early. I mean always to pick me up from sports or practice, whatever. He was always early, my mom, typically around right on time, maybe five ten minutes late. My old man always that. Now, my grandpa, uh, now, back in the day, I remember this. I remember he was the one who took me to uh, my wisdom teeth appointment to get my wisdom teeth taken out, and I think the the oral surgeon opened at you know eight a.m. and you know my mom would have probably left the house at seven fifty five. My dad would have left the house at probably seven forty. I shit you not, my grandpa is in the driveway to pick me up at seven o'clock in the morning. For an eight o'clock appointment. Now, we live probably 10 minutes away from the oral surgeon, but he is there an hour early. Point being is, I think generationally it's changed and it's different how, and I'm not saying, you know, people back in the day didn't, you know, show up late to shit, but I think we used to really honor people's time. And I think that's gotten lost in the world today because we're so inundated, we're so busy with work, with kids, with the internet, with always being on our phones and, and what we're doing. We've stopped honoring people's time and showing up early, so I think that's one of the key successes, to show up early. Whether other people do or not, it shows that you give a shit. And what being late shows is basically you're saying that your time is more valuable than somebody else's. So I urge you not to do that. It's probably not the best way to start and strengthen a relationship. If you have a mutual understanding that you're those people, that's fine, but I always urge you to show up early. And if you ever notice the people who are perpetually late... They're also the ones who are typically the least organized and the ones who are putting out fires and the ones who are least likely to take responsibility. Not always, but I tend to see that, and I don't know anybody's story and situation. That's why I take everything with a grain of salt, and what I mean is when people come to our facility, if they show up late. Now, if you're doing it habitually for seven years, you're just that person. You're the person who just can't get their shit together, and if you can show up five minutes late my saying is you can always show up five minutes early. It's no difference in just making a small, you know, micro-adjustment to your schedule. If you wanna lay a foundation for success, I would suggest that you be early and get things done early. Again, it's very simple and it's very powerful. Now, the reason I don't harp on people when they do it is because I don't also know what they're coming from. I don't know what's going on in their life. Now, we have people who show up, you know, late every now and then, and they might have just had an issue with their kids. They might have just had a fight with their husband. They might have got cut off in traffic. They might have had a call from their mom or dad that something's going on, and so we give them the benefit of the doubt, and we take it with a grain of salt because if they walk in five minutes late, it's not gonna ruin my day. I can make the adjustment, and if that's what they need to make it into the workout, to come into the workout, or to have somebody understand what they're going through, I'm all for it, but again, if you're showing up late every single day for seven years, you're just that person. You gotta get your shit together. Uh, Number three. You gotta pay attention. If you're in a conversation with somebody, you have to listen intently instead of just talking. And you have to listen instead of waiting for your turn to talk. I believe that's why God gave us two ears and one mouth, to listen more than we speak. And if you're working on something and you're multitasking, you're going to lose focus. Uh, In our office, we do it a lot because that's a relationship we have, but if, if a client comes down or an athlete comes down or someone's speaking to me, I look them in the face and I listen to what they're saying, and I don't just wait for me to spit out some bullshit answer. I literally hear what they say. I might take a second to pause and look at them and process the next things that are coming out of my mouth so that way I can make an informed decision or give them some sort of advice or point them in the right direction. And I think we... We don't do that enough these days. Uh, Another way of saying it is be present. Be in the moment. And what I mean is be present in your own life. Uh, Be attentive to all the details. And at our house, we have gotten way better at it. Um, Sometimes there's time for work at home. I'm at home home right now. My wife is actually um, out of town, so it really doesn't matter. I can do whatever I want. When we're here together... We're here together. My phone, I typically keep it actually in the bathroom and I plug it in. I don't bring it into the bedroom. I don't bring it into our living room when we're having our time together. I'm actually here. And I think that's a, a thing a lot of people get lost in. And, um, you know, one thing we've talked about, obviously, in our marriage. Is obviously being present with each other and not being on our phones, you know, posting all this bullshit. Now, obviously, I do it for work, and you know, we getting people's attention. It makes us money. We're trying to help you guys and provide you value and share some parts of our private life because a, it humanizes me, but two, it shows you that I don't just work every second of the fucking day. And I think I get to visit a lot of really cool, unique places, and I'm not sharing that to say, look how awesome my life is see how cool it and what I'm doing it's hey here's some amazing places if you guys ever get a chance to visit hit hit me up I'm happy to share with you the places I go and that I like and here's what amazing how amazing California is here is how amazing Minneapolis is or wherever we're at and the point of me sharing that is because you know a while back we would be the people who would be on our phones and I'm not a fan of that and people might say hey Jeremy will you work so many hours you know how do you make time for your wife or your spouse or your family when I'm here I'm fucking here when I'm at work, I'm at work, and I can create a boundary, and there's a difference. There's so many people who, well, I only work 45 hours a week, and Jeremy, you work 90 hours a week. I'm, I'm so much more in touch with my family. I'm so much more in touch with my wife and my family. Are you really, though? Because if you're at home, but you're on your phone, if you're at home and you're playing you know, Call of Duty, if you're at home and you're watching football all day, and you're not present with your wife and your kids and what's going on, are you really there? That's my point. Sometimes just being around people doesn't mean you're really around people. So I make a conscious effort. When I'm with you, I'm present with you. When I'm with people in the building and I'm talking to them, I'm not on my phone doing updates and checking social media and replying to you guys or podcasting. I'm actually with them. And I do all that stuff on the back, and I would urge you to do the same. Because when you're not paying attention to details in your life, you're ignoring little problems. And little problems lead to big problems. And by paying attention, it also means you're aware and you're present and you're conscious. And then you're aware of also the opportunities around you. Most people go through life ignoring probably 90 to 95% of the opportunities that are available to them. But if you're paying attention, you don't do that. I'm gonna repeat that because you guys have to hear this. Most people go through life ignoring 90 to 95%. Again, percentages can vary. It could be 80%, It could be it could be 99%. But people literally ignore a huge percentage of the opportunities that are in front of them today because they're not paying attention. And if you're paying attention, you won't miss those opportunities, I promise you, in business, in your career, in your personal relationship, which I think is the most important, and with anything else you do in life. Number four, control what you can control. Or like my old old boss, Corey Smith used to say, control your controllables. Um, Things aren't always fair in life. Um, some circumstances are beyond your control, in fact, a lot of them are that 's just life man you don 't get to choose you know what happens to you, but you can 't choose how you react to those things and you can 't choose others people you can 't choose other humans' behaviors or their actions. You have no control over it, and people think they do it 's why I think it's fucking stupid to get on Facebook and Instagram and argue with people about politics and religion and all this serious shit you 've never once changed anybody 's mind ever. You can debate all you want. You can spew your opinion. Nobody gives a shit about it unless they ask for it in all reality. And nobody wants to be criticized. And nobody cares what you're thinking unless they ask you for it. And even then, you're not going to change what they think. If somebody believes in our world that back squatting is better than split squatting, I have no interest in changing their mind. We can't control people's thoughts and behaviors. And if I can't do it on a simple back squat versus split squat, I'm not going through it on their political opinion or on their religious opinion. I have zero interest in it. So you just have to control what you can control in this life. And that's you and your emotions and your reactions to things. And you guys, once you decide how you want to respond to something, you control every situation. And every single person that comes your way and how you choose to respond to it will dictate the results that you get in life. And I truly believe that. So don't waste your time on... You know trying to you know make sure things are fair or what someone else is doing or saying you have no precedence over that And all my fitness coaches out there hopefully at this point you know better than that you do not have control over any of your clients or athletes behaviors or actions all you can do is share with them the best information educate them the best you possibly can put them in a position to be successful same thing for your kids same thing for your wife or your husband you can listen to them you can put them in great positions, but ultimately they want to have to do it. That's why I take zero credit for anybody's success who's walked in the door at Jeremy Scott Fitness. I might have said something that got you in the door. I might do things continually through my actions and through my words that motivate you and inspire you. Um, and I can put you in place to be amazing, but ultimately you have to want it and you have to do it. I can't do it for you. Uh, a great example would be my wife. Uh, again, we all have our own shit that we work with. You know, I have a, a gift. And a curse of not giving a fuck what anybody thinks about me. I literally do not care. If you hate me and you think I'm a piece of shit or I'm stupid because I swear and you can't get past the swearing and you can't dig into the message deeper, or you think I'm just a, you know, I'm doing this just for money or whatever your take on me is or I'm just a, a dumbass meathead who got lucky, whatever, I do not care because I know who I am and I know what I'm doing and I've never given a shit about what people think about me. Probably after the age of. Maybe, maybe 13 or 14. I gave it up you know, well over 20 years ago because I can't control what you think. In your opinion, for what it's worth, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, if you love me, awesome. I appreciate it and I'm humbled by it, but I don't care if you don't like me. Now, my wife, on the other hand, it's a little bit different you know, where she cares a lot more, and she works in a different corporate world and setting, so she cares more about what people think of her, and I would always say, you know, like, let that shit go, man, you can't control that, who gives a shit about what people think about you, or what they say, if they think you're successful or not, or, or where you live, or what you drive, or how you live your life, the only thing that matters is you, and what you think about yourself, and it probably wasn't until about, Six months ago, you know, she really started to grasp that concept. And, you know, thankfully she's doing it now. Most people live their whole life that way. And if you guys are listening out there and you're a person who does that, you can't control what people think or what they say or what they do. And it is not any concern of yours about what they think about you and your life. All that matters is that you're happy and you're doing your own shit and you're worrying about you the best you can. That's my takeaway. Number five, do your best. And that's all we can ask of you. And that's all any of us can do. Um, You know, if you know better, do better. And if you can do better, you do that. Um, If you do your best time after time consistently, you'll undoubtedly be a top achiever because so very few people do that. Um, Not perfection, just progress. Don't be worried about being perfect. It doesn't fucking exist. None of us are. Um, I'm just as fucked up as you guys, if not more so, on, on and <laughs> on every single level. Um, don't worry about being perfect. Just worry about making progress, and just worry about putting forth your best efforts. And one of the biggest, uh, you know, pff, if I had to say, compliments I get from people is, you know, not that I'm super talented or or super smart or amazing, or whatever. It's just I'm consistent. Um, I consistently try. I just try my best, and whatever that is if that 's not good enough for people, so be it i 'll let the chips fall where they may, but I consistently try to wake up every single day and give effort to the podcast, for example, you know Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all the social media stuff we do and the things that, the books I write, the blogs we put out, the emails we send out, the clients that we work with in the groups in person, with my wife, with my family, with everybody I can, I try to be the best version of me at that time and that's all I can do and I consistently do that and it's exhausting for sure but it's worked out for me so far and if you think about it you know when you ask yourself you know did you give your best today in your job in your career in your business did you put everything you had into running the session properly or helping your clients or your athletes as best you could did you give each person you interacted with today the best they possibly could be whether that's your kids your wife your employer everything down the list and that's a really hard fucking standard to live by I understand that it's really tough to do and it's not one that anyone is going to meet every single time you're not going to be perfect every single day but you're just going to try your hardest on that day now you might feel like a bag of shit and you might be tired and you might have 19 things going wrong in your life but if you try your best whatever your best look like that day was you're going to win and it's certainly a level to strive for Because the more of your actions that you can define as your best efforts, the faster you're going to achieve all your goals. In the gym especially. Again, every day is not a PR day. Every day you're not going to be amazing. Some days you're going to feel like a bag of shit and you can hardly move and you're so sore and you're so tired. But even just going through the motions is A, it's going through the motions. And if that was your best effort that day, you are winning and you are making progress. I've said it a million times before. There is no such thing as... Staying the same in this life you're either moving forward or you're going backwards And so if you're doing the best you could for you when you look in the mirror at the end of the day and ask yourself Hey, was I the best husband? Was I the best wife? Was I the best parent? Was I the best athlete? Was I the best employee? Was I the best CEO? If the answer is yes, more often than not, you're going to come out on top. I promise you this And number six Dream big This might be probably the best one or the most important or probably my favorite of all five just like pat wrote in the email Um, as kids we all dream big but somewhere along the way most of us lose that vision and we start settling and instead of a career we want we settle for something that was more easily attainable something that was perceived as safer or something that was the route we felt like we had to do because we You know, maybe had a family too soon or maybe we, you know, had unexpected, you know, kids come into your life or 19 things happened or the sad thing is a lot of people are buying themselves into a life that is buying them out of happiness. And I've talked about this before and I'll talk about it until I die because I see it every single day. People start to settle they settle for where they're going to choose to live because oh it's it's safer here or it's not as expensive here and this is you know we will be we will be happy enough here saying shit like that or you know this is how it's going to be and, and they think that they have to have kids because their friends are having kids and they have to live in this neighborhood because that's what you do at this stage in your life or this is our beginner house and then our next house is our forever home and we have to move up in car and we have to move up in neighborhood and whatever it is I think people settle when they do that. And I think a lot of people think that's what making it is. And I'm not knocking it. I'm not against stuff. If you got the money to do it and it's easy for you, then do it. But if you are living a life where you're settling on a career and a location because you need to live in a certain kind of house or drive a certain kind of car, your priorities are fucked. And instead of going places where you want to go and doing things you want to do, you've settled on a life that you don't have to settle for. I'm here to tell you that. And like you settle for, you know, watching a little more TV. You settle for, you know, something that was easier, something that was more simple, something that wasn't as challenging because you were too scared to fucking give it a shot. And you have to start thinking more like a kid, more like the child you used to be. And instead of believing, oh, I could never do that or that could never happen, we could never make that shift, start saying to yourself, why not you? Why not us? Why couldn't we move? Why couldn't we change? Why couldn't we downsize our house to upscale our happiness and build a bigger dream? Or why couldn't we work hard to live in that neighborhood and actually buy the house and fucking pay for it not, you know, be slave to the bank for 30 years, you know? I don't know what your guys' thing is specifically, but I promise you a lot of people out there are settling. They're settling for mediocrity. They're settling for not trying and not doing something bold and drastic that could instantly make their life, you know, literally a dream life. And there's someone out there who's doing all the things that you've dreamed about doing. So why shouldn't you be doing it? I'll say that again. There is someone out there who's doing all the things that you dreamed about doing. So why the fuck aren't you doing it? And I only share that because... And again, you guys, I'm not against material things. I just know there's a lot of people who are funding a lifestyle and they're hanging on by a thread. And that shit is buying them out of choices and freedom. And to me, that's what happiness is. And that's part of what success is, is waking up every single day and having a freedom and having a choice. That if you said, I wanted to say, the hell with all this stuff today and pack up and move your life to Hawaii, you could do it in a heartbeat. And there is power in that. There's power in going to sleep on a Wednesday night, knowing you feel fulfilled and you have gratitude and you're not slave to Bills and stresses of the world that other people have, you do not have to live your life that way. And the reason I preface it by saying there is someone out there doing the things that you dreamed about doing, why shouldn't it be you? Because I am that person. I literally once was at my rock bottom, and I was sick and depressed, and I felt hopeless. The world was melting. No one was hiring. Nothing was going my way. I felt, you know, completely like I I was lost. I didn't know what the fuck I was going on. And I remember sitting, you know, in my old man's house. As I lived there for a short time after college, before I packed up my car with the $2,400 I had and uh, drove my ass across the country to you know, Scottsdale, Arizona, I thought to myself, how am I ever going to get a job that pays me more than $30,000 a year? I didn't see how it would be possible. And even if it could pay me more than that, it's going to suck. I'm going to hate it you know, how am I going to ever buy a house? How am I going to take a trip or see the world or have any free time? I didn't think any of that shit was possible to me, you guys. Listen to me when I say this. I was 24 years old. I was fucking hopeless. I didn't think I would ever get a a decent job. I didn't ever think I'd be able to afford a house. I never thought I would have, shit, $5,000 in the bank, let alone anything beyond that. And again, I sit here to talk to you today, 11 years later. I have traveled the world. I am living the most amazing fucking life possible. I've met the most amazing humans not only as peers in fitness and I've got to see and do so much stuff and stay at like the most amazing I I literally I, I'm living a fucking fake life. I really feel like that every single day. Yeah, it's been work. And there's a there's a lot of stress with it too. And uh and I and I'm exhausted a lot of times and I really do die for it, but man, my life is fucking amazing and if I could go back and visit 24-year-old me in my dad's basement, you know, feeling hopeless and depressed and not knowing where my life was going to go. And somebody could have played me, you know, just a a 60-second clip of my life today, of my house, of my wife, my dog, which I love dearly, uh, you know. The building with my name on it, and say, "Hey, you!" and 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 flash me a thirty-second clip of here's all the people in fitness you got to work with. Here's all the platforms you've been on. Here's all the people's lives you've touched and got to talk to and clients you met. And here's the people you get to go in every single day and serve and work with. I would have like probably broke down in tears. And I'm a little emotional speaking about it because it's fucking real to me. And I say this all the time, not to be self-deprecating, because I'm I'm very confident in myself and who I am. I didn't think any of that shit was possible, and if it's possible for me, it's sure as fuck as possible for you. Because I can almost promise you, you've had more help along the way than I did. You probably had, you know, more supportive people in your corner than I did. At least up front, you probably are more talented. You probably have a higher IQ. You probably have more resources than I did. You know, when I started out, especially you know, 11 years ago, without the internet at scale like it is today, so. I want you guys to stop thinking like a lazy-ass adult and settling for a boring mundane life when you don't fucking need that and there's something calling you and pulling you to do more. You need to start thinking like a child. Instead of believing you could never do something, ask yourself, why not you? And I can promise you there's people out there doing the shit you're dreaming about, so why the fuck can't you do it? And I've said this before on a different podcast, the 12-year-old you wants to punch the 35-year-old or 45-year-old or 55-year-old you in the fucking face right now because they're pissed off that you gave up on all your dreams and you settled for a horse shit life you didn't have to settle for. You guys are talented, you're amazing, you're rock stars, you just have to believe in it and you have to take a chance. Now if you got four kids... An eight hundred thousand dollar mortgage. Don't quit your job today and uh, you know go start a snow cone company on the beach in Hawaii. That'd be stupid. But be a reluctant entrepreneur. Start something. You have the internet with the world today with the internet as it is and the power in your phone, which is more powerful than literally, you know, presidents you know had fifty years ago. You can do anything. You just have to be willing to put in the work and be smart about it and be a reluctant entrepreneur. Take smart chances. Take smart risks. Shit, DM me, message me, ask me my opinion. I'm happy to share it with you if I can. If I can give you any piece of advice on how to go about chasing your dreams, I'm happy to do it because I've learned a lot in these last 11 years about what to do and, more specifically, what not to do. Uh, I'm happy to help you there. So there you have it. Those are the kind of the six golden rules of success you know Pat's version mixed in with the way that I'm going to say things and do things and it's pretty simple stuff Um, and maybe that's the secret you know we get into trouble when we start to overcomplicate things we really do we go down deep rabbit holes and we, we make things more complex than they have to be and if you want to be nice to people be nice to them if you know you want to help people help people if you want to be successful do your absolute best every single fucking day and be consistent with it. and that doesn't just mean in your job and your career, but that means to your wife, you know, to your husband, to your kids, to your friends, be the best you know friend, parent, sibling you can possibly be. And stuff like this, it isn't sexy. It's not super complicated, um, but it's just enough to be effective. And I would bet you guys, if you're willing to do any of these six above, and if you're willing to do all six of them, you're going to be much, much more successful in anything and everything you pursue in this life. It's really basic stuff it just is it's just believing in yourself and having a chance and erasing a lot of the shit you were taught and shown along the way that your life has to be a certain way when it really doesn't because I once believed it too you know I grew up in a place where most people you know they don't think a lot of things are possible because um, there's not a lot of people you know where I grew up or I grew up with doing what I'm doing and that's not a knock against them if they're happy with their life respect I wish you the best but I never thought this shit was possible And you know you do it long enough eventually you know you you build a belief in yourself that anything almost is possible and I just don't want you guys settling for a life you know less than anything of your best and your happiness because a lot of you are talented a lot of you are amazing you just have to have a belief in yourself and uh, I didn't at one point um, and I sure as fuck do now, and I, I think almost anything is within reason. Obviously, I'm not going to play in the NBA or you know be the starting quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, but uh, within context, I believe almost anything I want to do is possible, and the biggest key is just being happy, dude. It really is, and, and, and not thinking that you know life is only one way or, or has to be one way because it doesn't have to be. Um, I'm sure there's a million different routes and paths you can take, but you just choosing and asking yourself the question, A, What's going to make me the happiest? Not just today, not just tomorrow, but five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now. And talking about that with your kids and your spouse and your partners and the people that you're with in your life. And uh, it's a game changer if you let it be. And so again, I'll ask one more time, and I'll say this to you. There is someone out there right now doing all the things that you've ever dreamed about doing. So why shouldn't you be doing the same thing? I can promise you they're probably not more talented They might just be willing to work harder, and they might just be willing to take a bigger chance than you are. And so, if there's anything you've been putting off or it's on the fence, when you get off this podcast, at least take the first step and understand that you have the power to do almost anything in your life. In the year 2019, with the access to the internet and resources and technology, don't let shit hold you back. And a lot of the fear that's holding you back, it's imprisoning you, and it's fake, and it's made up, and somebody else placed it there because you are smart enough, you're talented enough, and you can work hard enough If you really want something. So if you're in iTunes right now. Stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop me a five star. Leave a comment. Write something. I love reading the comments you guys. It's my oxygen. It keeps these podcasts rolling and going. And truly the biggest thank you you can give to me. Is sharing this with a friend. Family member. Tagging it on your Instagram story. On Facebook. Sending it to them via email. Texting them the podcast link. Telling them to listen to it. Because oftentimes, it's just hearing things. That can make the biggest difference in our life. And it's the littlest shit. They might listen to this for 38 minutes and they might hear a 40-second clip and be like, you know what? That 40-second clip right there is gonna change everything for me. And I'm fucking I'm gonna take a chance and I'm gonna live the life that I always want to live. And stop just going through the motions, because this isn't a dress rehearsal. It's not coming again. So don't waste any more 86,400 seconds you get to make the most of all of them today. Reminder, 47-Day Transformation is kicking off in eight days here. If you want to rock with me, there's a lot more of this in the 47-Day mixed in with healthy eating, proper sleep, rest, recovery, and obviously face-melting workouts. So, until next time, you guys, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please just keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.